What is up, everybody? Sean Sheehan back here with another edition of the betting show for SureDog.com. As we have a big weekend in the world of mixed martial arts, uh, a pretty uh, a pretty good, okay, Bellator card, and I suppose you could say the same uh, for uh, for the UFC, uh, an important contender light heavyweight fight for the UFC in the main event, an important welterweight contender fight, I would say, for Bellator uh, in their main event. So you know we could see. Um, we could see a few title shots, maybe, maybe another fight down the line after uh, after the cards this weekend. So I have a few bets from um, from both of those fights and a little bit beyond uh, as well. If you haven't seen my Bellator two uh, four two seven four preview yet, uh, please check that out. I have uh, I have a good few bets from that here today, um, and. You know the top four fights in that, and I, I'll get more into them. They're they're pretty uh, good in terms of the matchups and in terms of the bets. I think there's a few bets for them there. Whereas the UFC, I don't know. It's <laughs> with with the Fizayev uh, Dos Anjos fight falling out. Um, it had a good main event and called main event, and now it kind of just has a good main event. So there isn't there isn't loads to unpack in that. But we will we will get through it, and I have a couple of bets from that as well. Before I start, as I say always, please bet responsibly. Don't bet more than you can. Even bet way less than that. Uh, be very very um, you know be very careful with it. Um, and as well, thank you very much for all the support. Now, a lot more people have been uh, have been watching this video recently. It's on Spotify now as well, and it's on iTunes and Podcast Republic, wherever you listen to uh, your podcast as well. So if you want to get it there, you can get it there, and I appreciate it. Uh, the comments I know people have been saying, uh, giving out to me for saying, oh, it's not a betting show, it's an MMA show that's about betting, kind of, and I, I appreciate that as well, so I try to do my best. Also, in the post, um, my... Uh, my great friend and producer, uh, John Brannigan, is doing a, a great job of keeping track of the scores. Now, last week, not my best week. I only got one from my four picks. And in the... Oh, God, my uh, my flyer of the weeks just haven't been doing great. But I, I think I've got at least two every other week so far before that. So uh, my record is, is actually pretty good uh, up, in, up until uh, up until uh, last week. I haven't gotten four no yet this year. So <laughs> I hope I'm not jinxing myself here now. This is the famous last words. I probably have jinxed myself. But... Uh, yeah, I haven't been haven't been doing uh, too bad so far, and we'll try to keep track of that throughout the year. If I do terribly, we could kind of make a joke out of it and pick the opposite of what I'm doing. If I'm doing well, sure, let's follow along and bet uh, <laughs> some, some of the same ones along the way as well. So let's get straight into it here uh, and look at a couple of my bets for the the weekend. Um, I'm going to start with Bellator first. Um, tell you my two bets for Bellator and then maybe go down through the card a little bit and then uh, head on over to the UFC and discuss my couple of bets there and then we'll, we'll talk about the flyer. I'm actually, as I speak right now, I have two flyer bets up in front of me and I'm undecided <laughs> which one I'm going to go for. So uh, let's get to Bellator first. I'm, it's an easy one, first one for me with, with Bellator. Uh, I'm, go I'm going for Logan Storley just straight up to win at plus one, three, five. Um, he's obviously fighting Neiman Gracie in the main event. And it, as I mentioned earlier, my my Bellator preview up, and I went back and I watched a good bit of footage on both of them. Um, and, you know, if you've never seen Logan Storley before, he is your old-fashioned drag-him-down, take-him-to-deep-waters wrestler. You know, that we it was funny, I was having a chat the other day with Ben Fox and other people online about GSP, and, you know, people kind of remembering him being, uh, you know... Uh, more fun, I suppose, than he was in terms of his his uh, ride to the top or his journey to the top. And I think you know what what most people I'd say kind of agreed was it was the domination that was kind of admirable or enjoyable more than the actual maybe fights themselves and things. 
I, I think Storley's a bit of a GSP in the way he fights at times. I know it's it's a little bit different. He doesn't have absolutely doesn't have the the technical ability standing of a GSP or anything like that. But I'm t- talking about in terms of of wrestling. He has big double legs in the middle of the cage. Will pull you down. Will hold on to you for dear life and not let you go. And it's very very hard to get away from him. You know, very hard. He fought uh, Amosov, who's a champion at the moment, and a lot of people are calling. You know, one of the best uh, welterweights in the world. He's fighting MVP, obviously coming up soon. And that was a split decision, if I'm not mistaken. And you know, Storley could have won that. It was one of those ones where you know, if you're a, a bit of a a criterion not like me there wasn't much to unpack in the criteria in terms of there wasn't many strikes there wasn't many submission attempts or anything like that. it was just a battle a pure and utter battle for uh, i think it was 15 minutes and that's exactly the type of fighter logan storley is F- as well for a guy and this uh, one very important thing as well we must mention here this is the first ever bellator um main event that isn't a title fight that goes five rounds so the UFC changed it a while back I believe it was Mark Munoz versus Chris Lieben in maybe Nottingham or somewhere in England anyway that was the first one that was always a bit of trivia I remember um, that was the UFC's first one and now Bellator are going that way as well and having uh, having all main events uh, be five rounds so that's a big factor here as well and the point, I'm saying that because I was just about to make the point that Logan Storley has very very good cardio and can keep going all day but I think, uh, you know, with this coming in here now, the one thing kind of Bellator fighters lacked was that ability to have a five-round main event uh, before they got to, say, a title fight or something. Like, let's say, Leon Edwards, right, is going to be fighting for the UFC title. And now, I have the terrible memories, but I'm, I'm sure Leon Edwards has fought in a couple of main events, hasn't he? Or if he hasn't, maybe he will before he even gets the title shot. Or whoever it might be, you know, a Vicente Luque, or, a, you know, a Volkanovski when he was the, the challenger, or, you know, who, whoever it might be on the way. I see Ganyan, you know, recently, he had a few five-rounds before he got to the top. That's one thing Bellator fighters haven't been able to have, and it's a thing they haven't been able to prepare for, but now they have. Now, the the kind of the, the other point I'm making about, about that is, will that kind of stand against some of these lads, you know, in the first few fights at five rounds? Is it a thing we need to talk about in the betting shot in terms of like, okay, cardio, the guys with really good cardio might have an advantage in these fights now? Because this is the first time they've really been preparing for him, and I know uh, uh, Gracie's was a fought in title fight, didn't he? Before, so yeah, it's it, maybe not so much it, but I think. Look, my my point of it, Storley is, I think he has great cardio. I think he's fantastic cardio, but it's hard to know if it's going to keep going on for the five rounds. I think it will personally, and I'm backing him because of that, and I'm going with him a plus one three five. Look, I think he'd be able to take Gracie down, and Gracie will threaten with submissions. Will threaten. You know, to, to finish him, we'll go for Oma Platas and, you know, arm bars and everything like that. And, um, you know, we'll we'll put him in, in dangerous situations. But I think he'll be able to get out of it, Storley. And also, I think the problem with Storley is when someone... I don't think he necessarily struggles with jiu-jitsu, although he's never fought anyone with the jiu-jitsu at the level of uh, of Neiman Gracie. Don't get me wrong. I think his biggest struggle is, and all wrestlers are like this, I suppose, someone who's as good as wrestling as him. Like the Amasov fight, he just, Amasov wouldn't stop 
uh, wouldn't stop stopping him, taking him down. You know what I mean? He wouldn't stop sprawling. He wouldn't stop wrestling against him. I don't think Gracie will be like that. I think Gracie will stop wrestling against him. He'll be happy enough to take him, you know, to, for a Storley to take the fight to the ground and play it out there. And when Storley gets in that position, as we've seen in, in other fights, as, as I mentioned on, on the uh, preview I did as well, is really good at landing shots in that position. He's really good when he gets into a comfortable position. Not a comfortable position, but... um just a held position you know a, a position of superiority whether it's half guard or wrestlers absolutely love or you know it's mostly half guard to be honest but even even in full guard or maybe even in side control he and he has like a, a good grip of the upper body where he's keeping down he will land big shots he will throw a big ground and bound because if you watch only the amazon you might think oh well he doesn't have too much ground and bound he doesn't have too much um output but it's it's the matchup there more than anything else. In his other fights, he does throw a lot. So I think in that position against Gracie, I think it's going to be a tough night uh, for Neiman Gracie. Like, could he catch him in the submission? Absolutely. He can catch anyone in the submission. Uh, but I was surprised to see Storley was the underdog here. You know, you could argue he is the best welterweight in Bellator in terms of his dominance um, with the wrestling. He's only lost to Amosov, and Amosov is the champion right now. And, you know, as I said, he arguably won that fight. Like, will this play out as a as a stand-up fight? I don't know. That is a question you with two grapplers that I suppose you can always uh, ask. But Storley is training in Sanford MMA now, and I guarantee you he's not uh, he's not not concentrating. I have a lot of double negatives in this uh, video, so far. but he's not uh, standing back and not training his stand-up with all the killers they have there. I've seen, you know, Ireland's only and Gary putting up Instagram posts. He was training with Gilbert Burns yesterday and Vicente Lucas on the mats and, and others as well. And I, gar I guarantee you Storley, and he's, Ian Gary's mentioned Logan Storley as well. I guarantee you he's helping him with the wrestling. They're helping him with the striking. So, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's... I think Logan Storley is a top, 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 top prospect. Um, and not even prospect. I think he's championship level in, in that already in this division already, and uh, I think he'll win here. Uh, look, Gracie, as absolutely could ca catch him in a submission, on defeat. Gracie is actually good as well. If you're to look at previous fights, Gracie has a good jab. He is not a bad technical kind of basic boxing, uh, which is a compliment now and then. Might, might sound like it's not, but he's not bad at all. So I. On the field, I think it's up in the air. I'm just kind of banking on a little bit that Storley has improved. But I also do think Storley uh, will take him down. I think Gracie will be happy to get taken down. And I suppose that's what everyone wants. We want the, the kind of the grappling matchup here. But I think Storley will have enough um, control on the ground. And I think he'll land enough shots to, to win it here. Could be a long one. As I said, cardio might come into it. Going into the third, fourth, fifth round, I, I think it could be a, a could be interesting. But yeah, I'm going for Storley just straight up to win. Plus... 135. Right, next bet I'm going for here is another underdog on this card. I'm going for Georgie Carcanyon uh, to win. Uh, he is a plus, let me just look at it here again, plus 216 uh, over Adam Piccolotti. This is another one I was a little bit surprised that he was the uh, he's the underdog here. Like, I, I went back and I, I watched, as I said for that preview again, I went back and I watched uh, good few fights with Piccolotti. I, was, I, I know him, but I wasn't as familiar, like, I couldn't just pull it up like I can with Carcanyon, I suppose. But I did go back and watch some Carcanyon fights as well. And, like, they're both solid guys. You know, they're both solid, solid fighters. Um, Piccolotti, as I mentioned, is... He's one of those guys who looks like a striker, but is actually a wrestler, kind of, you know? No, he's well-rounded, don't get me wrong. He's not a rest, just a wrestler or anything like that. But he kind of lulls you into thinking you're having a, a striker matchup with him, and then he takes you down. Um... Whereas Carcanyon, and he throws lots of shots. As I kind of, I mentioned on the previews, well, he 
he reminds me a little bit of a say a Paul Feller in terms of he's striking or a Bisping or something like that. He fights like a power maybe not a Bisping, but a Feller. Paul fights like a power striker, but really isn't. You know, but when he gets to the ground, you can kind of see his power um, and his dominance. He's really, really good there. But Carcanyon is hard to take down. You know, unless you're the top top of that division. I'm not sure Piccolotti is. He's a good fighter, but to be a, he's, I see him minus three hundred here in some places. Now, he might win. And I, look, if I had to pick it straight up, it'd be a lot closer. I, I'd probably have to think about it a lot more. But when Carcanyon is plus 216 over 2 to 1 underdog, I, I'm going with that. Because Carcanyon can stop the takedown. He can take him down himself, I think. And he can land that big shot. Carcanyon has power. He's very, very. Like, uh, look at the Paul Redman fight. I went back and watched that. Uh, they put that up on their YouTube. And, like, Redzer took him down. Redzer, people don't, maybe don't realize, he's a very good wrestler and a very, very good jiu jitsu. And Redzer ended up taking him down. But Carcanyon survived and he was able to come back and able to win that fight. And, um, you know, that, that kind of means a lot when you're able to survive in those positions. Like, Paul Redmond has submitted lots of people, uh, lots of very good people, too. And, and Carcanyon was able to, you know, to get through that. And, you know, he's done lots of other stuff throughout his career as well. Um, he's just all, Carcanyon's always been an impressive guy to me. Really impressive. I, I just like, he, he always, you know, he's like, I don't know. He's stony or something, do you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. He's the type of guy that uh, it's hard. To, and I know he has been the fast, but it's hard to imagine him being finished. You know, it's hard to imagine him giving up ending early and, uh, or, uh, you know, giving up ending quick. And I don't think he will in this fight. I don't think he ever has. But, um, and, uh, you know, his last fights, was it AJ McKee knocked him out in eight seconds? But, you, you know, you get what I mean. Like, he's a tough man. Um, and when you have tough men like that, it means a lot. You know, I, I did a podcast there recently talking kind of about that sort of thing where when the level of quality in MMA goes up and up and up and up to where we have the likes of John Jones, AJ McKees, Habib Nurmagomedov. It's the toughest guys who are going to end up winning those fights when everyone is has the, the best quality. Um, and, like, in some fights like this, that can be the X factor. Like, I talked last week about Tuivasa and Lewis, and the reason I picked Tuivasa in that fight was because I thought the technical ability in the kind of a power firefight like that would stand out. And I think it did in the end, honestly. And to me, the car- just a little bit of toughness. From- Not to say that Piccolati isn't tough. Absolutely, anyone who goes in there and does it is tough. But there are some people who are tough and there are some people who are fucking tough. And I think Arcanian is one of those. And look, on that, it- maybe it's a little bit even about respect here. I, I just respect him an awful lot. And at that price, I'm going for Arcanian to win it. Um... So yeah, right, I, I'll just real quickly run down through the rest of the Bellator card here, and then I'll get to my uh, my UFC bets, um, my last three bets, my two my two bets and my flyer are all from the UFC, so I'll, I'll go through Bellator here quickly. Uh, I was looking at Karishkov versus uh, Chancellor and Contra, Karishkov minus 275, I don't, like, I, I said it previously, I don't like giving bets, like, almost a 3 to 1 on underdog. I think he will win, and you know, if you're putting it in the accumulator or something, absolutely, I would definitely pick Karishkov there. There aren't many props up here at the moment, and I've, I've waited till as late as I can uh, <laughs> to, to record this video, but there's the over-under, maybe, the, the under is plus 200, I wouldn't be backing that, uh, the under 1.2 rounds, sorry, or sorry, yeah, 1.5 rounds, uh, the under 2.5 rounds, 2.5 rounds, is plus 120. I would probably stay away from that as well. Fight goes to decision minus uh, 130 would probably be the one I would go for there. But if, you know, accumulator minus 275, truck Arishkov into it, I think that's that's a pretty good bet there. Um, uh, you know, okay, the main event, 
as well, no props up for it basically yet, but Logan Storley, uh, the underdog at plus 135, Nima minus 155. I, I think that line is backwards, honestly. I think it should be the other way around. Uh, then we've Piccolati, minus uh, 276, plus uh, 216 for uh, Carcanyan. Uh, the fight goes to the decision, minus 185. Mm, yeah, could 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 fight doesn't go to decision plus 145 yeah i'd probably stick, stay away from that i think i think it's touch and go now the other um fight i was looking at was uh divion franklin versus saeed soma now soma anyone who's listened to my last pu- couple of previews on soma knows what i kind of think of him he's one of these guys who's a very good fighter but he just he's maybe the most defensive heavyweight fighter i've ever seen he kind of circles and circles and circles and circles and hits the odd time like not not even that often um and franklin's the exact opposite he'll come i did a full breakdown of it on, on the preview he'll come forward and just go at you um and he is the underdog franklin plus 135 and so minus 155 i like this the fight to go to a decision this was going to be one of my flyers but it's um it, it's not uh it's not big enough to go to the decision plus two six five, I like that a lot. To be honest, I really really like that a lot. Uh, the under one and a half rounds is plus one oh five. You know, if you want to lay one of them, you know, I do the two of them because if Franklin wins, he'll win early. I think I I really do. I think he'll win early. But Soma is the type of guy who drag it out to a decision and just ma- he makes himself hard to hit. Uh, so that's why I go for Soma there. Um, the rest of the fights I'll run through quickly. Uh, Mikachu plus uh, two forty one underdog minus three hundred for Hockett. Um, Samuels plus two eighty Montalvo minus three five five. Brendan Ward and he's come back. He's a massive minus four twenty five uh, favorite over Brandon Bell, who's a three uh, twenty five in the plus direction uh, underdog. Avi uh, Avi Gozali, who I didn't concentrate too much on in the preview. Maybe I should have had a little bit more, but he's a very very good fighter, submission artist. He's minus three hundred favor over Bobby King, who's plus two forty one. I think that's a good bet as well if you're doing the cumulative try into it. I think he'll win as well. Uh, Chris Disanel. Plus 500 over JLM Bates, minus 900 Bates, obviously one of their up-and-comers as well. One of my favorite fights in the card, Justin Keish, Deanna Bennett, Justin Keish, barely a favorite, minus 135. Uh, Bennett's plus 105. I'd probably go for Keish there in that one as well. Uh, another one of the prospects, Journey Newman, uh, is minus 600 over plus 400 Cody Herbert. Uh, Jonathan Di Lorenzo, minus 301, plus 241 for Lorenzo uh, Mendoza. And a lot of people, I know we, we talked about this last week, I was talking to Spencer Kite about it. Uh, he likes uh, Mandel Nalo, uh, minus 160, over Nick Brown, plus 140. That's a very good fight, that's a high-level fight. Um, Nalo's training out of Faraz Zahavi's gym, I believe, and Nick Brown is, is a very good uh, champion on the regional scene in the States. So, yeah, that's definitely one to look out for. I think that's headline in the prelims. So that's a, that's a pretty, pretty good fight. And honestly, that's probably a better fight than anything the UFC have, apart from a, a couple here. So let's get to, to some of the UFC. And I won't go through the UFC as in-depth because... There's a lot of nothing on that UFC, honestly. There's a lot of nothing on it. Um, but my two bets for the UFC, I'll go for the first one, first one first, as, as I normally would. Uh, I'm going for um, uh, Park Reporter against Badot in the TKO KO at minus 150. Now, that's a heavyweight fight. Um, <laughs> as you might have guessed, we've seen Park Reporter before. Uh, 
Porter is a big favourite at minus 260 and Badeau is plus 220. I was thinking about giving Badeau straight up at plus 220. I think he's a good fighter. I went back and I watched his fight uh, with uh, Nascimento uh, earlier on. And it shows exactly what he is, I think, in that fight. He, he's one of the... I, I, I spoke about, like, toughness and ability earlier on. He's one with loads of ability. And not to say he's not tough. Don't get me wrong. Anyone who steps in there is tough and far from me to fucking say it. But, like, some people are Derek Lewis tough. Some people are Ryan Nelson tough. <laughs> you know? I, I just don't think bad is that. And I, I feel bad saying that. But I, I honestly think that. But sometimes it doesn't matter. Because I think he's very good. And I actually think he'll win the fight. And I could have given my bet straight up. I, I might even change it here. But I, I, no, I'm, I'm going to stick with it. I, I, I just think his striking is really good. Like Parker Porter hits very, very hard as well. And he's, you know, a good fighter as well. I think Badeau at his best is better than Porter. But I think Badeau at his worst is a mile worse than Porter. If you get me, if that makes any sense. And sometimes in a heavyweight fight in the UFC, especially if it goes over a couple of rounds, we can see the worst of the guys. And that might be sound like a bad thing to say, but it's the reality of it as well. But look, I'm going for that fight to um, Tin and a TKO KO minus 150. I think if Badeau comes out and fights well in the first round, he'll win in the first round and knock him out. Park, you know, a Parker Porter could do the exact same thing, but I think if it goes longer, I think Porter will land a, a lot of shots. He'll get tired as well, you know. He's uh, he takes after myself in the old heffalump department. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I I I just think this fight will end. I think Bad will either get tired and take a few shots and go down, or else he'll win early. Or or it's a heavyweight fight. Someone catch someone, lads. You know, you don't have to be fucking Luke Thomas to break down this one. Someone will get punched in the face and it'll probably end. And it's minus 150, basically, you know, double your money kind of job. Or, or you know, yeah, grand, minus 150. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I don't know, this is like a mid-level heavyweight fight. This card is rubbish. That's what I got for you anyway, and hopefully it'll win. We'll, we'll see. Um, right, my last two bets are both from the main event. Um, and I honestly think, right... I, so I'm a massive fan of Jamal Hill. I do my ball predictions every year. One of my ball predictions, maybe a little bit foolhardy, a bit foolhardy on me, but I predicted that Jamal Hill would become the UFC light heavyweight champion this year, right? Um, and I, I'm, I'm sticking by that in, in a way, but I think this is a very even fight with Johnny Walker because of the way Johnny Walker fights now. Like... I, he got a lot of criticism for the last fight and the way he didn't kind of go for it or he didn't open up in the end. And, and uh, you know, some of that absolutely warranted. People like to kind of poo-poo John Kavanagh as well, you know, which uh, which is their own prerogative, I suppose. But um, I don't think anyone can go back and watch that fight against uh, Thiago Santos, wasn't it? it? was, yeah. And deny that Johnny Walker didn't have huge improvements in certain areas. In terms of even just the patience, in terms of using his base quality more than he's ever used before. And I, I always use the word basic and base, and maybe some people take that as a negative, but I actually think it's it's a really positive thing. Like, your base is your, your jab. You're straight right down through the middle, or you're straight left of yourself, you know what I mean? Those things are very important. All the best fighters of all time, you know, boxing and MMA strikers, have used those things to their... Uh, advantage and one thing like I talked about GSP earlier brilliant magnificent jabber right down to the middle one was it Josh Kaschek fight he won uh, title fights with that alone it's very very important so it's not not negative and I think Johnny Walker has become more of that fighter in his last fight anyway now we'll see if he changes things up maybe he won't but this is five rounds two now very very 
um, recently changed that. As I mentioned earlier on, Fizaya versus Dos Anjos was supposed to be... Dos Anjos? Dos Anjos? Was supposed to be the main event. And it was only like last week this was changed to five rounds. So um, that that's another a big part of this. I think that will lead to these lads fighting a little bit more conservatively. And that's why I've gone for my first bet. And it's the over 2.5 rounds. And it's plus 150. I think that's a great bet, to be honest. Now, cue someone getting knocked out in seven seconds. <laughs> Get seven seconds because I gave that. But I think this fight will be a little bit longer. Mainly because of the way Johnny Walker is fighting now in a more conservative way. And I don't mean that as a negative either. For Johnny Walker, he did probably did need to fight a little bit more conservatively. It's adding, you know, that newfound basic brilliance to the madness we found earlier you know Mikel Pereira kind of went through the same thing a lot of people compared those and I think he kind of found that rhythm in the last fight a little bit and he did very well so I think Johnny Walker is, is maybe a step behind him on that path maybe he'll take another couple of fights but I think it will be more kind of safe is the wrong word but you get what I mean more more defensively uh, smart until he does find that and I, I think the over 2.5 rounds here in this one is good now Hill, I, I, I'm kind of struggling to know what Hill kind of will do to that. Will he just kind of keep coming forward? If he doesn't have success early, will he kind of wear himself out? I think he'll be try, taking a little bit easy towards the first two rounds as well. I don't think he'll want to wear himself out. I think he'll want to kind of bring himself into the fight. He'll be looking for big shots absolutely throughout it. But, yeah, I like that over uh, on the um, on the plus 150. I like that. Uh, over uh, 2.5 rounds. So, that's it. Right, I, I'm to make a decision here, right? So my decision here is uh, on my flyer. I, I'm either going for Walker or Hill to win by decision. Now, Walker is plus 900 to win by decision. He almost won the decision last time out against Thiago Santos, you know, who a lot of people kind of argued beat John Jones and all that. And I know he had the knee injuries and everything, and he didn't, he didn't look ma- magnificent in that fight. Or I'm going for Hill. And I, now the Hill bet is to win by unanimous decision. It's a prop at plus 600. Now there could be a split or something like that. Maybe that is a little bit dangerous. But to him just to win by decision wasn't big enough for a flyer. So I went for this. I, I, do you know what? I'm going to back the Irish, man. I'm going to go for it. I, even though even though I'm I'm completely contradicting myself, I'm going to back the Irish, man, and go for Johnny Walker by decision, a plus 900. That's my, this is what a flyer is designed at, lads. My flyers are not designed to win, right? They're designed to have a plus 900 bet that comes off once every six weeks. I said once a month before, I haven't got one in a month, so I'm moving to six weeks. It might be eight weeks in Ohio or something like that. You'd never know. But yeah, I'm going for Johnny Walker by decision of plus 900. I, I, I think this fight will go long. I really do. And I might be completely wrong. I might, you know, as I said, I might be knockout in the first round. But I, I just feel like this fight's going to go long. Going back and watching some of their fights, especially the way Johnny Walker fought last time out, I think this is going long. So Walker by decision plus 900. If not... You know, can I try in a second flyer? Am I allowed to do that? It's my show. I make the rules. Hill by unanimous decision plus 600. I like that as well. I like that. But anyway, let's run down through some of the bets here. Uh, just straight up, if you like that fight, it's minus 240 Jamal Hill plus 205 Johnny Walker. Do you know, yeah. Yeah. 
probably right like even though I just kind of said there in one of my best and I picked Johnny Walker but I just think it's going to be long I find it hard to know what way this fight's going to pl- play out from Hill's point of view I think I know what way that Johnny Walker's going to fight but from Hill's point of view I'm not I'm just not sure we've never really seen him in a position like this against the fighter like that so I'm very very intrigued um, Jamie Pickett minus uh, sorry plus 220 over Kyle Dawkins minus 260 um, Bado straight up as 220 as I mentioned earlier on minus 260 for Park Reporter so I'm going for that one uh, by KO minus um, 150 if I'm not mistaken this is the other one I was looking at then Abdul Razak Alassane versus Jackie and Buckley uh, Alassane is plus 135 which honestly I kind of like um, the under 2.5 rounds in that is minus 215 the under 1.5 rounds is minus 103 oh sorry minus 125 minus 103 in other places that was one of the bets I had kind of penciled in and I took it out you just never know you know you just never you just never know on that one although look Alassane is uh, plus 205 to win by KO Buckley is only plus 125 oh that's all so yeah I don't know they're a bit stingy with the prices there I think um Jim Miller is an underdog again plus 155 hard to ever write off Jim Miller against uh, Nicholas Mata minus uh, 180 there's lots of fights that are seemingly out of this uh, card so we never know what's going to happen David Onama and Benitez I think that fight at night I really like that fight very close as well minus 145 for Onama Benitez is plus 125 Jessica Rose Clark minus 175 Stephanie Egger plus 150 Chaz Skelly you know big strong wrestler for that division minus 200 plus 170 over mark stiegel uh christian rodriguez is a big underdog plus 270 against uh, the favorite minus 330 jonathan pierce diana bielber uh minus 110 against gloria de paula minus 110 as well uh and the last one then is uh, jesse strader is the underdog a plus two or three against chad anglier minus 238 so a lot of names there, I'd say, their own uncles have never heard of <laughs> in that UFC. I'm being harsh, but like, like, what do you expect out of me? But anyway, uh, yeah, that's it. Those are my bets for the weekend. I will run through them quickly again. Uh, Logan Storley straight up minus 135. Georgie Carcanyon plus 216. Uh, the over in Hill versus Walker at plus 150. I've gone for Park Reporter and Bado to end in a KO TKO at minus 150. And uh, I've gone for my flyer of the week. Two flyers a week. I've gone for uh, Walker by decision, a plus 900, maybe plus 600. He'll to win by unanimous decision. So uh, if they come off, lads, we'll all be pretty rich this week anyway. And uh, hopefully they do. Have a great weekend. There's lots of uh, lots of MMA this weekend, lots of stuff to watch. And then it's uh, onwards to uh, Bellator Dublin next week. And uh, I'm really looking forward to all the coverage from that and all the uh, all the fun and excitement above in, uh, above in Ireland's capital. Uh, thanks, everyone, for watching and listening to this video. If you would, would you hit subscribe, hit a like, even share it maybe. Tag me at ChanchiNBA and you'll get the old retweet probably for me. I really, really appreciate it. Now, we're over 50 episodes into the Sheehan show now and it's gone very well. And I really, really appreciate all the support from everyone. Um, and uh, long, may, long may it continue even. I'll see you all next time.